Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. The aggressive Delta variant spread. As the president said, community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, person by person. The assassination of Haitian President Moise was assassinated in his own home. Very worrisome about the state. Taking as much care as ever to proceed to find victims in the rebel. Further violence and chaos. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views as Elsa makes her exit. Uh, Still a lot of rain in the area and coming down pretty hard in uh, eastern North Carolina. Uh, It is uh, dry on the inside of the studio for now. We'll see if uh, Henry Hinton's roof holds out or not. Uh, Congressman Ted Budd represents North Carolina's 13th Congressional District. He, along with Mark Walker and Pat McCrory, have announced their candidacy for the Republican primary to replace Richard Burr in the U.S. Senate. Congressman Budd is in Greenville to meet with supporters and perhaps some potential supporters. Congressman, welcome back to News and Views. We had you on the telephone with us Shortly after you got a pretty big endorsement. That was a few days after Saturday in Greenville, yeah. uh, the 5th. So what, was it like the 7th or so? It was amazing. Yeah. Thanks for having me back. Now, you had asked if I could come in and be here for the whole time, but we're easing our well, way I, into it. I am here in person, but we'll just be here for a little while. Well, you've got to, you've got, hey, you know, we're, we're, we just do the interviews. You, you got to go, see, gotta go shake here. some hands. So I understand that, but uh, we are going to hold you to it to have you in for the whole hour and take telephone calls. So you were in Greenville a month ago. You got that endorsement from uh, Donald Trump, which uh, apparently, as you, you told us on the telephone, you didn't know it was coming until just moments before it happened. And we asked you, you know, did you get a bump? And you said, obvious, and it didn't surprise me, you did get yeah. a bump and uh, a, lot of, a lot of comments. And I would imagine some uh, financial support. It's been a month now. So what has been the longer-term effect? I mean, we don't know the long, long-term effect, but ha- has, it, has it sustained itself? Oh, absolutely. It really clarifies things. Remember, two things happened. One, uh, you know, Laura Trump, who had helped me in 2018, we had worked together in 2020 to help others get reelected. Uh, so, uh, you know, she can't endorse anybody. She's got a, a Fox deal, but we're, we're, we're great friends. And she clarified that she's not running. There's right. a lot, right. lots of people. You know, she's got she went to NC State. Um, she uh, grew up around Wilmington, Wrightsville Beach. Oh, she's been in the studio with us several times. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Great. Um, and, you know, just a real real talent there. But people were wondering, and they were kind of holding off for who they would support. And so her stepping down was was one piece of it. But within 90 seconds, two minutes, you know, then Donald Trump was endorsing me. And so that was uh, an ad as well. It was just massive. We, we wish we had a longer June because I would say there was one month in this quarter I wasn't even in the race, and then there was a month I was in the race, and then this final month of June, last month, um, you know, we measure things in quarters in, in right. politics, right? right? So we wish we had a longer last month, and, and it was uh, a great boost for us, and I'm tremendously thankful to the president for his endorsement. Well, let me get a little nosy here. Um, Sherry Beasley came out and said that she raised $1.28 million in her first eight weeks in the race. Jeff Jackson raised $1.28 million in the first quarter, another $700,000 in the second quarter. Erica Smith raised about $110,000. Pat McCory came out today and said he would be reporting $1.24 million. 
Uh, you and Mark Walker are have not reported yet, have not announced anything yet. Is it looking really good? It's looking good. We wish we had a longer June. And I would say if you went and analyzed, uh, you know, when did these come in? You'll see a definite acceleration. Remember, there's only uh, a month that I was in, then an additional month. Right. So about eight weeks or so total that I was. Uh, so you announced uh, early May? Uh, it was April 28th. Okay, right. Yeah. Late, the late monster April. truck video went live <laughs> on April 28th. Not just one, but two monster trucks. Now, you, and I'm not trying to be secretive here, you will announce, well, it'll become public on, oh, by July 15th. It's, it's public information. We'll, right. we'll, have, we'll have good numbers we're grateful for. And look, uh, when you look at some candidates that have had statewide offices, career uh, in politics, that's not me. I got in this, and you know, I was sworn into office with Donald Trump a couple of days before him uh, in January 2017. So I'm relatively new at this, but we've got great momentum, and I'm very excited. Now tell us about Ted Budd, because again, you've been up in D.C. since 2017, and you know, it's uh, most people don't know a lot about members of Congress, even within our state, if it's not their own congressman. So give us the uh, give us the the Ted Budd uh, uh, over overview. Yeah. So I met my wife, um, Amy Kate. She uh, is a coal miner's granddaughter. We met on a mission trip in Moscow in 1991. And that was the week before the Soviet Union fell. Um, it was uh, a great experience. I was a student at Appalachian State and I traveled over there in August, 30 years ago this summer. Hmm. Uh, and then she graduated from her uh, from Marshall. I graduated from App State. We both went to Dallas Theological Seminary, uh, where I got a uh, master's in theology and educational leadership. Um, later on, went to a business school at Wake Forest University. Uh, if you want to go way back in history, I became a North Carolinian uh, because of my uncle. 1956, so long before I was born, when Wake Forest moved from the town of Wake Forest right. to Winston-Salem, uh, Dave Budd was recruited, my dad's oldest brother, was recruited by the new college in Winston-Salem by Bones McKinney. Really? So he played basketball wow. there <laughs> and later went on to play for the New York Knicks. And um, and then we became really famous one night that uh, he guarded Wilt Chamberlain the night that Wilt scored 100 points. <laughs> I don't know whether That's it's good or exactly bad. That's not exactly what you want to be I did not for. get those basketball skills, which are still much better than mine. And uh, he's phenomenal. Well, yeah, if you made it to the NBA. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. So, uh, uh, But anyway, my dad followed him down a couple of years younger than Uncle Dave and uh, stayed in North Carolina. And uh, from then on, you know, a decade before I was ever born, we were North Carolinians. You know, you brought up Dallas Theological Seminary and a, a, a sharp, conservative, biblical seminary that I've got a lot of respect for. You know, one of my questions on my on my uh, sheet of paper, and a lot of times I get to them and a lot of times I don't, but, you know, you don't hear a lot of politicians talk about the spiritual ramifications of where we are as a country. You know, just last night, Tucker Carlson had an uh, interview with a gentleman, uh, a, a journalist up in Canada. And I, I know we're not Canada. It's, that's to the north. But what happens in Canada often comes south. The number of uh, pastors that have found themselves in jail in Canada, the number of churches that have been burned in Canada. Uh, speak to the, the spiritual issue of what we see happening in our country, because, I, I, you know, it's not just politics. It's much deeper than that. Yeah, at, at its core, it really is. You know, as, as uh, 
as people, we're asking ourselves a series of questions and whether we are overt in our knowledge of even asking these questions. One, does God even exist? Right. Is he engaged or disengaged? If he's engaged, is he good? Is he all-powerful? So I would want to answer a lot of those. Yes, he exists. Yes, he's engaged. Yes, he's all-powerful. And yes, he's very loving. And um, I think we need to really intelligently answer those questions um, and uh, think that, you know, he has a plan for creation. So we want to we want to align ourselves with his goodness and his plan. And, uh, you know, our golden rule that many people throw around, that a lot of people have even forgotten where it comes from. Do right. unto others as you would have them do unto you. And that's got roots in... Um, our Savior and our Creator. So I think we need to remember that. And um, as people have secularized over time, or as the Western culture has secularized, that's Europe, that's Canada, and eventually that's us. If we allow it, it is us, unfortunately. Yeah, in, in many parts, in many parts, and that's very sad. I think uh, that's when things begin to disintegrate. Mm. So the ultimate unifier is realizing that um, we have one Creator, and that He has a plan for us. Mm. Well said. Well, you know, to segue into my question, um, I, I think the only thing that I've ever agreed with Bernie Sanders on is something he said a couple of months before the election. He said what was once considered radical in the Democrat Party is now mainstream. Mm. I agree with that. I agree with that's the new Democrat Party now. It's pretty pretty radical when it comes to religious issues and and life issues and that type of thing as a republican fast forward past the, the primary you're the you're the um you're the republican candidate for senate what can i Repu- like where you're going with this <laughs> okay <laughs> what what can the republicans reach out across the aisle if anything with the new democrat party that is so radical are there things that the republicans can agree on with the democrat party now well, that chasm gets bigger and bigger as uh, elections go by every two years. And so it's very concerning. So I serve on the Financial Services Committee, and my chairwoman is Maxine Waters. All right, so that gives you an idea of what I'm up against. Lord have mercy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> do, you, do, you get, do you get uh, do you get uh, battlefield pay for that or something? I, I do. I do. I get combat pay. But I, I would say, look, there's very little that um, a conservative Republican – um, you know, can overlap with her on. Mm-hmm. But there was a financial technology bill at the beginning. So, so when the Democrats took over the House in the 2018 election, sworn in 2019, in early 2019, because of the very narrow window on that financial technology, which is good for our state, which has uh, a huge uh, banking and technology base, She actually came and spoke on that bill and supported it. Now, 99.9% of things we're not going to agree on, but Mm -hmm. she spoke on that bill, all right? And she's going to fight me, and I'm going to fight her. Now there's a sense of uh, decorum in the House that I'm going to maintain. Some others lose their cool. I'm not going to lose my cool, but I'm going to do everything I can to support conservative values. But when there's a little bit of thing like that, it might be financial technology, blockchain, distributed ledger, mm-hmm. um, uh, cryptocurrency type things, you know, that we, those are a small window of things we can agree on. Um, but I tell you what, it gets, the chasm gets bigger and bigger. You know, you look at our national motto, e pluribus unum, or mm-hmm. out of many one, and what the, the critical theories, particularly like a critical race theory, right. it tries to flip that on its head right. and said, hey, let's take one and let's divide and conquer and let's right. make many. Right. And that's what we're ha- what's, what's happening yeah. right now. Let's do a, we've just got a couple of minutes before the congressman needs to go to an event. 
let me just real quickly a lightning round let me throw you some some headlines and get your reaction joe biden today came out and he's going to withdraw all the troops from afghanistan thoughts i'm very concerned about uh taliban uh, first of all I'm, I'm very concerned about overseas prolonged wars it's now been over 20 years uh or that we've been there so that's very very concerning or w- will be 20 years coming right. up right uh, and I want to, with tremendous gratitude, those who are uh, have served in the Middle East, Iraq, Iran, I want to just extend my gratitude to those veterans. Um, and they have served, whether they fully agreed or not, uh, with their commander-in-chief uh, now on the fourth one since that began. Um, I'm very concerned about ceding ground to the Taliban and what they would do with that. Well, they're already taking over ground. Yeah, that's what we're we're seeing in in recent days and weeks. Uh, We need to have um, some quick strike capabilities to continue. Um, But at the same time, we don't need this prolonged, massive presence uh, where it's not helpful. Nobody wants forever wars. The vaccines and uh, Javier Becerra came out today and said, yes, we're going to go door to door. They're saying, no, we're not taking names and numbers and who's vaccinated and who's not. We're just trying to encourage people. The authoritarianism with which we have seen this vaccine and we don't have a vaccine passport nationally, but uh, it's it's concerning. This authoritarianism is relating to the vaccines and, and the whole COVID lockdowns. And they're talking about in some areas locking down again. Very, very concerning when, you know, you start hearing the news floating things like Delta variant, uh, variant and different things. So right. the question behind the question, Tom, I believe would be, is this an institution, government as a whole, that we can trust? And when you get untrustworthy people, when you get emails that, uh, from Fauci that are very concerning, that breaks the trust between um, the people who give the government power. I mean, it, power of the government comes from the consent of the governed. All right. And we're starting to see government operate unto its own against the people. And so that's really the question behind the question. Now, if, if, if people can be have different opinions on, on vaccinations, I mean, that's fine. I think people right. should make their own choice. Right, exactly. And if the people want to encourage that, um, because look, they've done public service ads that'll get us so far. They've had doctors, uh, that have encouraged it. That's fine. Um, and, but look, uh, and if they want to go door to door, we do it as we do it in politics. I think that's fine. But when you start going towards a national passport, we, we got to draw the line and said, no, absolutely not. We got to, we have to let people make their own choices here. Are you encouraged? Or, and I, I've got to get the congressman out of here. Last question. I promise. Are you encouraged by some of the things that you have seen? You you mentioned CRT, and we're seeing parents all over this nation rise up and begin to take control of their school boards and these meetings. Does that encourage you? Absolutely. And I'm talking with other members of Congress as well from different parts of the nation. And you get a real pulse for what's going on. And they are telling me, look, Ted, I am seeing more engagement at the school board level than I've ever seen before right and, and these are like former mayors that are that are telling me this and i am so encouraged we i am very concerned about our country and the direction of our country and people that i talk with are very concerned as well but the things that they're telling me um are that they are seeing things that they didn't even know existed before i didn't even know what critical race i know what critical theory was but when you subdivided into critical race theory that's relatively new to me in the last two years but what donald trump did is tear the Band-Aid off and mm. let us see what was really festering. Mm. And so there's good and bad 
the bad is that it exists, and we can really see what the left has been doing very aggressively for decades. And he surfaced the fight so that we can get it out, put, give it oxygen, not and deal with it, and give it sunlight, and, and resolve these problems. So, yeah, it's bad, but we can also see it. And we can have the fight where we need to now. And I think that truth wins and conservatives ultimately win. Ted Budd, perhaps our next U.S. senator from North Carolina. Uh, find out more at tedbud.com. That's T-E-D-B-U-D-D.com. And, uh, Ted, thanks for stopping in. I'm going to hold you to it. You've got to come for the entire hour, and we'll take telephone calls from our listeners. And I'll do traffic and weather. There you go. <laughs> hey, I love it. Stay with us. Benny and I will be right back. A collection of question marks. There's a lot of questions. Why? How? No logic, no reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Worst nightmare of their lives. This long nationwide nightmare. We'll start collecting clues as to the whys, the what's, and the where's. Neighborhood by neighborhood. Literally knocking on doors. This is your worst nightmare. The nightmare. It would be a nightmare. Worst nightmare. We will not end the nightmare. We'll only explain it. Explain to us. Because this. This. This is News and Views with Tom and Benny on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. A little Twilight Zone for you. Love it. That's, that's my favorite bumper. Good job, Brand Clark. new. Good job, Clark. Take a look at your weather forecast. The rain will continue into the night. It will slowly dissipate, uh, uh, although there is a chance of showers in the morning. The sun will come out tomorrow, to uh, quote Annie. Uh, <laughs> high near 91 tomorrow night. Again, a chance, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, just a slight chance. And uh, that slight chance of rain will be with us pretty much throughout the weekend. So, it's, I mean, it's, it's not going to be like today was, but uh, a passing shower speaking, is a possibility. Speaking of the weather, a little breaking news. Uh, Hyde County Emergency Manager reports a tornado touchdown in Hyde County. Wow. There was a, uh, on a you know, how your phone will go off if there's a tornado in the area, if mm-hmm. you have that app. Uh, it went off this afternoon. Uh, there was the potential for a tornado over near Farmville. So, so, but he's saying he saw one. Touchdown. Yeah, if you go to WITN, they actually have a video of it. Um, wow. Looks like it's out in the field. Did any damage? No, no, no damage uh, reported. Good. Well, the tornadoes can just stay out in the field and leave us alone. Yeah. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. Ironwood boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, full-service dining, an outdoor pool, tennis, and more. Our newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is the perfect place to make new traditions with your family. For a limited time, join Ironwood, pay zero initiation fees. Give them a call, 252-752-4653. Find out what makes Ironwood the best of Greenville, 252-752-4653. Be a part of the best Ironwood Golf and Country Club. So, Joe Biden, as we mentioned to Congressman Bud decided that uh, he would make it official and uh, will be withdrawing the troops from Afghanistan, saying he's not going to take a victory lap. The It's hard to believe. It's just hard to believe it's been 20 years that we've been over there. And, you know, this is, this is going to have uh, – this is a story that's going to have some bipartisan support. Yeah. Uh, the unfortunate part, you, you can't stay over there forever. And – 
the good guys over there don't seem to have the motivation to really fight. They better get the motivation because the enemy is coming. The thing that's sad is, you know, halfway through Donald Trump's presidency, the Taliban had, you know, all the, all the territory that they covered was just about completely taken away from them. They had nothing. And uh, just that quickly, they're starting to take back over again in Afghanistan. Um, you know, Congressman Jones, um, for many years, opposed so many of the, you know, war in Iran and Afghanistan because, you know, really, really from a constitutional standpoint, he, he felt like Congress needed to be more involved making those decisions. I kind of agree with that. But I've had conversations over the years um, with some people pretty high up in the military, in the Pentagon, um, kind of off the record. And, and you know, of course, they they are, you know, that's their job. But they said, you know, you, you really don't understand, and, and I can't explain to you what really is going on, why it's important to be there. Because, you know, we're taking the fight to them instead of them taking oh, the yeah. fight to us. Yeah. You know, Do you want our, it in our, our streets or their streets? And, you know, I can see that. But, you know, we're number one, we can't afford it. And, and and treasure, but we certainly can't afford it in young men's lives because I know personally, and you probably do too, of people that have been affected and families have been affected and will never be the same. Yes, and I don't take anything away from that. But the other question that you have to ask yourself is, okay, but we got it to the point. Now, we had all those lives that were lost, but we got it to the point that the loss of life was pretty minimal over there yeah and we mm-hmm. we had we had something that you know it, it, instead of tens of thousands of troops we had a few thousand troops over mm-hmm. there and we were holding our own mm-hmm. and now we're going to pull them out completely and look there's other parts of the world that we've been at for much much longer many many more decades mm-hmm. i mean uh, go over in korea over in Germany. I mean, we've been over in Germany since World War II. We've been yeah, over in what, Korea since the Korean War. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've been over in Korea since the Korean War. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm. Um, I, what, I, what, and I, it's almost, you know, you, you, you feel bad for those people who have lost limbs and lives. And will it be for naught? Will it be yeah. for nothing? Is mm-hmm. it going to go back to exactly how it was before we got over there? Mm-hmm. I'm afraid it will be. Yeah, I think, I think if you, your philosophy is just to, to leave a situation just for the sake of leaving it, just for the sake of politics, then, then that's to me, that's when you're making a mistake. And I, I, and I would say that was the one area that I sort of disagreed with uh, Donald Trump on. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like, okay, yeah, let's not invest a lot, but let's not lose what we've already invested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, um, but and I also can see Donald Trump's point or anyone else's point about, well, let's take a fresh look at everything. Let's let's hear a lot of different opinions on it instead of the same absolutely same, same absolutely. people making the decision. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. no, I I I don't. But I don't think Joe Biden's made any decisions on this. <laughs> no. He just said uh, 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 number number four on your note card in your pocket. Just read that, Uncle Joe. <laughs> Yeah, and that's whatever he does. Yeah, it, it's it is really really sad. And why why aren't more Republicans calling him out on this? I mean, it is so obvious. Now, I we expect the Democrats to sit there and applaud Joe Biden and say, "Look at the emperor's beautiful suit of clothes." But why aren't any Republicans coming out and saying the guy's stark naked? Well, I heard yesterday. Uh, I don't know what show. I was in a, in my truck driving to a meeting. Uh, 
but Bill Bill O'Reilly was on someone's show. It must have been Sean Hannity, and said that uh, you know Joe Biden will never be removed from office, and he will he will never leave office in this term. And I, and I disagree with that. I mean, I don't know that he'll be removed from office, but I just don't see how. Um, and l- unless we have another, you know, this Delta variant, they're going to do a lockdown and put them in the basement so they can hide them again, <laughs> like, like they did during the campaign. He's sort of in the basement now, isn't he? He's not going to be able to hide behind this so much longer. And, and even the mainstream media, I mean, they're laughable to us, but they're going to be laughable to America if they don't start calling it out pretty soon. You know, it's really interesting. And, you know, a lot of times you got to read between the lines. But there are two stories out. The Republican National Committee and the Republican National Senatorial Committee are teaming up to fight the Joe Biden administration's lawsuit against the state of Georgia over its newly enacted voting reform law. And, of course, Attorney General Merrick Garland is he doesn't have a chance, I don't think. I mean, if, unless they've paid off all the, uh, the different courts, and that's, that's a good possibility. But, uh, you know, they couldn't get H.R. 1 and S. 1 to, uh, to pass. Uh, which was, you know, the voting bills that they wanted to federalize all the voting. They, they couldn't get those through. And so now Merrick Garland is going after the uh, the Georgia um, new voting laws. The Supreme Court just affirmed the Arizona voting laws. And public opinion is such that, I mean, strong public opinion against what the Democrats are doing with basically trying to cripple the voting process on top of that you've got the gop state leadership committee bringing in major cash in quarter two i mean they've had the the best couple of quarters since the gop state leadership committee began they're just raking in the cash and leaving the democrats in the dust the committee brought in 6.5 million in quarter number two uh, they raised more online in one week in June they did, than they did in the entire first six months of 2020. Uh, you, you, you look at public opinion with what the Democrats are doing, and you look at the cash coming in. You look at the enthusiasm. When we're talking to Congressman Ted Budd, you, uh, you know, talking about the, the involvement of people and and by the way, the the, the leadership conferences that uh, that the Republican Party is has put on in June, they were packed. Mm-hmm. They were packed with you know how to train volunteers, how to train poll watchers, how to train you know to, to get involved in a campaign. Those things were packed. You look at the parents who are showing up at these school board meetings, as we talked about with Congressman Bud, and the enthusiasm is an understatement. I mean, enthusiasm is rah rah. These people are. They've had it. They're livid, and and they're fighting what they feel like is a, a the wrong direction that Democrats are trying to take this country. You know, you you see all that, and you you've got to say to yourself, while as as the congressman just said, while it is scary to uh, see where we have come, it, it is a little encouraging to see the silent majority wake mm-hmm. up and make themselves known. And, and I think the Democrat Party sees it because they, they at breakneck speed, were trying all these radical things, expand the Supreme Court, you know, increase the number of states, all these things that have been 
for 100 years off limits. They're trying to get this done in, the, in Joe Biden's first 30 days. They were yeah. they were doing this. Yeah. So I think they see it, too. I mean, as Mark Robinson said at his July 4th speech that we, we aired one day this week, it, it's time for good men and women to stand up and be heard. Yeah. And it starts at the courthouse at uh at the school board meetings at the commissioners meetings the city council meetings then the general assembly it starts at a grassroots level that's where it's got to start well said hey we're going to take a time out we come back we're going to play political trivia so let's open up the phone line shall we 561-8255-252-561-8255 or 866-963-1037 Political trivia, your category, vice presidents. Got a great prize package? Good question. Give us a call. We'll play when we get back. Welcome back in. It is uh, time for political trivia. 561-8255. Give us a call. Got some lines open. 561-8255. Area code 252. Your category, vice presidents. Your prize package includes a free oil change for your car or pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. We've also got a gift card to University PC Care and a $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden. A $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno for lunch or dinner. Mucho Bueno, real Mexican street food located in front of the Westbrook Shopping Center, US 70 West in Havelock. We've also got a $20 gift card to the Pirates Cove Car Wash, proud partner of the ECU Courtesy Card Program. A gift card for a free round of golf at Ironwood. A gift certificate to Fit for Life, including two free training sessions. And uh, that wraps it up. That's uh, a boatload of goodies. That is. Five six one eight two five five. Remember, if anyone in your immediate family has won in uh, recent days, let sixty days pass before you play again. Five six one eight two five five. What's wrong with the phones? Are they connected? They're, they're usually ringing off the hook. You guys are chicken. You're, you you want to hear the question first? Okay, I'll they give you. They've down the hatches. Come on, man. Uh, I'll give you the question first. I mean, nobody wants to be the first caller. Go ahead. Look, it's gonna go. If I tell you it's gonna go quick, will you be the first caller? Here's the question. Of all the vice presidents we have had, only George H.W. Bush and Dick Cheney have done this. What? 561-8255. Of all the vice presidents we have had, only George H.W. Bush and Dick Cheney have done this. What is unique to just those two? 561-8255. Five six one eight two five five. <laughs> uh, this has never happened. I've got something funny, but I'm afraid I might say it, it might actually be it. <laughs> it it is not. Circle back on that one. Yeah, it's not shooting. Uh, the shooting so, their hunting partner. <laughs> <laughs> it's not shooting the hunting partner. I, I will let you know on that one. Five six one eight two five. What is, are, are the phones connected? I will uh, call it myself. Five six one eight two five five. Come on, you guys. Five six one eight two five five. Who do we got on the phone? Of all the vice presidents we have had, only George H.W. Bush and Dick Cheney have done this. What? No. <laughs> Although, well, they both were, weren't they? I, I know, I know no. what George was. Who do we got? Alex. Alex. Is that who we've got? 561-8255. Let's go to Alex. 
Hey, Alex. Hey, guys, how y'all doing tonight? Uh, good. Hey, we we're afraid. It's a good thing you called. We might have uh, had to sit there and start singing or something. Uh, did you hear the question, Alex? Uh, can you repeat it for me? I, I think I caught the tail end of it. Of all the vice presidents we have had, only George H.W. Bush and Dick Cheney have done this. What? Take a guess. Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna say. Well, I know. I know. I know Bush was headed to CIA. I don't know if Cheney was, but I'll. I'll just throw it out there. They both heads of the CIA. Not it. Not it. Good Not guess it. though. Five six one eight two five five. Who we got, Clark? Let's go to Carol. Hey, Carol. Hey, Carol. Hey, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Of all the vice presidents, we've only had George H.W. Bush and Dick Cheney who have done this. What? Been a CEO of a company? Uh, that's not it. That's a good guess, but that's mm-hmm. not it. Five six one eight two five five. Is it time for a hint? Five six one eight two five five. Who do you got? Let's go to Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Let's go to John. Hey, John. Him, too. Hey, John. Hey. What do you think? Hey, how you doing? Uh, doing well. Of all the vice presidents, we have had only George H.W. Bush and Dick Cheney have done this. What? Well, you said it wasn't, didn't have anything to do with the firearms, so I was going for shooting yourself in the foot. But um, <laughs> Well, they have both done that, but there have been a lot of other vice presidents, including Spiro Agnew, that did that as well. Yeah. Can I get the hint? I'll give you a hint. Cheney actually did this twice. Mm, remarried. Remarried. No, that is not it. I don't think Cheney's been ah. married but once, had he? I think that's it. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Vice uh, uh, George H. W. Bush had just been married once. Uh, not not a good guess. I usually say good guess, but that's not it. <laughs> I'm not even going to give you the kudos on that. Five six one eight two five five. Who was it? Let's go to Ann. Hey, Ann. Hey, Ann. Bell us out here. Hi. Hey. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say parachuted. Parachuted. That is not it. Good guess. That's a That's good guess. My, my wife just texted me that. Did she? Yeah. That's not it. Mm. Five six one eight two five five. Um, is it time for another hint? Who you got? Let's go to Carl. Carl, you ready for another hint? Uh, I think I think I might have it. I'll take a hint, but I think I might have it. Most Go VPs, ahead. hint number two, most VPs would consider this a high watermark. Okay. Uh, they were both uh, temporarily sworn in as president. That like, is it. Oh, Congratulations, yeah. Carl. That is yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, George H.W. Yeah. Bush on July 13th. 1985, when Reagan was shot, Dick Cheney on June 29, 2002, and again on July 21, 2007, uh, once when uh, George Bush was going under a colonoscopy, and uh, the other time he was having some medical procedure, which we weren't told what it was. But you were right. They're the only two vice presidents that have temporarily served as president. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Where are you calling from, Carl? July 13th. You said July 13th? Uh, July 13th, 1985, yeah. yeah. All right, that's good. July 13th is our birthday. Oh, there you so, go. There you go. Where are you okay, calling from, Carl? Uh, well, I'm calling from Emerald Isle. All right. Carl uh, in Emerald uh, Isle, congratulations. Yeah. 
Hang on the line. We're going to get your information. We'll get you those gift certificates. And Benny and I will be right back. This is your Drive at 5 and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Congratulations to Carl Logsman of Emerald Isle. He was our political trivia winner. And uh, he got it. George H.W. Bush and Dick Cheney, the only two vice presidents to temporarily serve as president. That was the 25th Amendment that uh, passed that allowed them to do that. Yeah, and we'll be talking about that pretty soon, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Sooner than we probably realize. Is that the same amendment that uh, they wanted to pull on, uh, on Trump saying that he was nuts? Is that is that part of the same amendment? Well, you know, I always thought when when Nancy Pelosi brought it up because she brought it up just last year, right? I'm, I I, th- I thought she was preparing for I'm, Joe. Yeah, she's preparing for Joe. Yeah. It, it's if you've seen, him but it late, is the twenty fifth. Is mm-hmm. that the same one? Okay, yeah. all right, there you go. Um, Town halls reporting mandated by the federal government and corporate lawyers. Airlines continue to require travelers wear masks. This requirement remains in place despite mass vaccination rates and herd immunity through uh, natural infection while states and localities across the country have relied on science to end mandates secretary of transportation pete Buttigieg Mm. argues wearing a mask is about respect (laughs) pothole pete (laughs) how did this guy get to be a member of the cabinet i mean pothole pete was a mayor of a dying blue-collar Midwest town. He ran a okay presidential campaign, considering he had no background. Well, he, he never would have been on the stage if he hadn't been a gay man. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, let's Bingo. face it. Well, that's the whole reason yeah. why he's in the cabinet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rand Paul, by the way, has had enough. He's come out, and uh, he has actually introduced legislation, or he's going to introduce legislation to end mask mandates on airplanes. And uh, if you travel on a regular basis, also masks are required on Amtrak. Of course, the government owns that, and I guess <laughs> which you know Joe Biden could just executive order that in. The funny thing to me is that you know these airlines say, okay, you got to wear your mask, uh, but but you can pull it down while you're eating. And I'm thinking, <laughs> tell me the science behind that, no, really. No. Which you know, honestly, from a health standpoint, you're probably safer to wear the mask the whole time and not eat the flight meal, probably. <laughs> I mean, but you know, honestly, um, I'm I'm a bit of a germaphobe. I I I don't feel so bad about masking gloves. People wear masking gloves because, uh, well, it might be for other reasons. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to stop the coronavirus, but I mean, because when I fly, I have a I have a large uh, large supply of hand sanitizer, and it doesn't have anything to do with COVID. Yeah, well, hand sanitizer is not going to do a whole lot of good for what you breathe in. No, uh, Doctor Fauci has vented his frustration with an unvaccinated Americans yesterday during a segment on MSNBC's Chris Hayes program. He said that Americans who have not gotten vaccinated need to get over this political statement. In other words, he's coming out and saying, you know, these nut jobs on the right that say, you know, this is all about politics. You need to get over this. He said, this is not complicated. We're not asking anyone to make a political statement one way or the other. We're saying, try to save your life, save your family, save your community. It's not about politics. We want to save your life. You know, there's just one issue with that. And that is this. You you say it's not political. But 
everything I read, everything I've heard, everything I've heard doctors say that I trust say that the immunities, the antibodies you get from actually having coronavirus are stronger and longer lasting than the vaccine is. But yet you never hear Fauci say if you haven't been vaccinated or if you haven't gotten the antibodies, the immunity from having COVID. He never says that second Mm -hmm. part. It's always about you've got to be vaccinated. Why don't you, why isn't the part B in there? Why isn't, why don't they acknowledge that if you have had it, you have the immunities and you don't need to be vaccinated? What other type of disease or virus or any other thing do you have to be vaccinated if you've had it? Hmm. Now, I understand there's a new, you know, there's there's new variances of, of the flu and a lot of people get the annual flu virus. But if you had the flu in October, you don't turn around and get the flu shot in November. I know exactly why he's not saying anything about it. There's no money in it. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day. At the end of the day. Bingo, bango, bongo. I would love to see what his, uh, what his tax return looks like when all this is over. Oh, he's doing fine, thank you. And this guy is, listen, he is in the news more than Joe Biden is in the news. Mm -hmm. You go to any of these websites, these news websites, Tony Fauci is there in there making headlines every day. I I may have missed this, but but if this has not happened before, this will happen. There will be statues put up of him in in certain communities. You you wait. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if they put up a statue of George Floyd, in New Jersey, <laughs> a a crackhead career criminal. Yep. Um, I think they'll probably do it for Tony. Anthony Fauci. Tony. So we spent most of 2020 watching Democrats applaud Antifa and BLM as those two groups burned down cities. And uh, then they called the Democrats. They, they applauded those groups. Then those same Democrats called out for the defunding of police departments. And, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks we've been reporting on stories that the White House has come out multiple times and said that, um, okay, uh, you know, once they've seen the polling that Americans think that defunding the police is the dumbest idea ever to happen, they're now coming out and saying, uh, oh, it was the Republicans that wanted to fund the police. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, well, now Rashid uh, Talib has come out and uh, in the member of the squad. She is saying, you know, she's taking a step up that we must eliminate funding for immigration and customs enforcement, ICE, customs border protection. It just needs to be totally eliminated. Call some terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. It's called so the it's, it's not good enough to get rid of the police. Now we got to get rid of ICE. Hey, our thanks to uh, Congressman Bud. Thanks to you for being with us. And we'll do it again tomorrow at 5 o'clock. See you then. Bye-bye. Wow.